everybody. The hobby perverts are back. Back. Uh, better than ever. Worse than ever. Both. 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 Right. Well, fifty-fifty. Either yeah. we're either better or worse, and it's really not for us to say. Right. The, the listener. That's, that's kind of. Let us know. Kind of empirical analysis that, like, I, I don't apply to my life. I don't. I don't apply metrics. I think people know? should let us know. Uh, reply to our posts and let us know if you think we're doing a better or worse than we were, what, two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, yeah that last true. episode. <laughs> true. True. Well, since the last episode, what we've had, the Miata has exploded. Miata's dead. Uh, the Miata is dead. It's in the hospital. Mm-hmm. It's not dead. It's still, it's on, it's on life support. It's still rolling. It rolls. Um, I've got the GR Corolla though. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's an that's an improvement. Yep. Um, I did get into a car accident already with the Joker. Yep, that'll happen. That'll so happen. so you know, once again, it, back in the other column. Uh, what else? Uh, the CRX is still pretty much in the same condition, although I have learned to weld. So yeah, you know that that's an the seat is not so the seat I mean, is not grounded. No, it's still not attached. Still slides. I also, okay. I found uh, there's there's some sort of leak uh, either in the rain gutters or the windshield itself it. that now just that is dripping water straight into the uh, the, the, the driver's side floor. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So so I think that will be solved by putting a tarp over the car. Um, okay. That, that's 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 where I think that solution is. So you know, easy fix. Um. <laughs> What else? What else? Yeah, like I said, learn to weld a bit, which has been a, a blast. Always been kind of a dream of mine. You to fixed learn to the weld. smoking problem. I've not fixed the smoking problem. Oh no, it, that didn't. You didn't. Okay, I thought. That, I thought that's that you been could evaluated. Fix that. No, that's been evaluated to. Uh, re, we're going to rebuild the engine. Uh, okay. I don't know if I'm going to do it myself. I found so I found a guy for parts on the CRX. I'm, I'm just rebuilding it back to stock. Yeah. Um And. Uh, and uh, so I started talking to a guy uh, around here who does a lot of classic condo uh, work. And, you know, after talking to him, it sounds like, you know, it's going to be more or less the same if I just pull the engine and give it to him to rebuild as it would be right. for me to rebuild it. Much as I want to, like I, the engine rebuilds kind of always been like, you know, uh, I guess when I set out for this hobby, like a goal yeah. is to get to the point. I felt comfortable taking apart an engine, but I think, I will at least hit a goal taking an engine out. That's always kind of, you know, yeah. been something that was very intimidating to me. So, and in, you know, a classic Honda taking an engine out is just I mean, pretty low, low bar. <laughs> I, I, re, I rebuilt an hour and a half. Hopefully I, I, we rebuilt an old escort motor in high school. So I'll definitely tell you, it's not that challenging to, to rebuild. A motor. No, no. I've watched a lot of videos and it, it looks pretty easy, but it's like basically, you know, I'd probably be spending 600, 700 bucks yeah. for the parts and getting it machined and clean and all that shit. And this guy said he'd do it for a thousand. So it's kind of like, that's uh yeah, you're going to be, fine you know, fine. yeah, you're kind of, yeah. you know, maybe I'll do the clutch while I'm in there to make myself feel like, man, <laughs> yeah. uh, like, but cause you know, cause I am getting, you know, cause it is, I guess, you know, kind of the trade off is paying for someone to do, do your, do part of your hobby for you. And, and, and then doing it yourself. Yeah. And, you know, part of the goal for the CRX was to start racing it right. and rally cross yeah. and not getting it, not getting the engine rebuilt 
quickly and reliably with like impact tackle. So kind of, I'm kind of weighing like which, which goal is more important to me. When you look at the, the spend, it's like, is, is this spend me being impatient or is this spend like (laughs) I can unlock doing the thing that I enjoy by making this expenditure to have some level of uh, convenience. And like, I I definitely want to make sure like we, Mostly will be aggressively anti spend your money um, just because somebody oh, somebody has to, somebody has to do that. That's not just a person you view as a hater of your hobby life. Uh, but at the same time, there are definitely reasons that are absolutely 100 percent perfectly fine to just pay somebody to fix something for you. Like you have to take a shortcut sometimes yeah. because there's only so many hours in the day. Like you might know how to set your guitar up, but the guy in shop who does the best setups in town is going to do a different setup and then you can just play guitar. So it's like, are you putting off yeah. playing guitar? Cause you're waiting for yourself to figure out how to do the best setup in town. Or could you give a guy yeah. 120 bucks and have a very playable guitar? That's up for you. Yeah. That's, decide, that, but you that's, know. Ex- that's exactly it. Yeah. Don't, it's, don't it's, create it's, your own neurosis. Well, and you know, you know, I would say that that's also a piece of growth that I've gone through as I go on the car journey is I know if I rebuild the engine myself Mm -hmm. it would involve pulling it out two more times uh so (laughs) you know like (laughs) we might as well go with pull it out once and maybe pull it put it back in and pull it back out two times instead of three i mean especially especially working on like motors that are covered in sensors right like as as they get more modern and they get more and more sensors like we yeah we i remember we like we cleaned the throttle body on this. I think it was an old Pontiac. It was in the, like in the shop. Like we cleaned, we cleaned the the throttle body on it and we put it back on, but I think we put the sensor back on backwards. So it was like idling Mm -hmm. at like five K. It was just like, we turned the thing on. It was just like, (laughs) we're like, Whoa, what the fuck is that thing? doing? And he's like, well, that's weird. And we're like, what's going on? And it was literally just that a sensor was on backwards. So, well, the other thing is, like, like, I'd like to be able to be like if I put the engine in and someone didn't like torque the connecting rod like correctly or something, I'd like to be able to be like, well, you owe me a new engine now as opposed to me doing it and being like, you owe you yourself owe me a new engine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, it, it, you know, and like I said, like, I really just want to get, I really want to get out in the field already. Right. Like there's one on, there's one next week that I'm not going to do. Um, because I don't have the CRX ready. I was thinking about using the GR cause I'm using the GR. The for the motors. Yeah. So I'm using the GR for the, um, for the out motorsports rally cross. Um, and I was, I'm going to that. I, I had some other stuff and I was like, you know, it didn't work out, but I don't want to be missing too many, you know? Yeah. And so are you getting a, are you getting and, a and set I, of winter tire, winter wheels for it for that? Yeah. So I have a spare set of wheels. I bought, I got another set of the, the Honda Steelies for like a hundred bucks mm-hmm. from a guy off uh, his son's civic that they're, that they're building. And uh, yeah, I'll probably put winter tires on yeah, those that makes sense. Uh, for, for rally. Yeah. That's the other thing is I have fucking pilot sports on the, right fucking gr so it's like yep i don't know how much i really want to run pilot sports through the dirt yeah multiple times yeah, I, as it, much fun it, i mean the gr is obviously going to be more fun to fucking for drive. sure <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cross court. but yeah i'll probably wait in, until 
I'll wait a few years before the I mean, and when GR you, starts when you sent me uh, that maybe to some the, regular. When you sent me the link to the April one, I was like, I do have winter tires. I could yeah. reasonably drive out on Pilot Sports and then switch on to <laughs> winter tires and go out and yeah. run that. But, but I have a plastic oil pan, <laughs> not much ground clearance. And yeah. if I rip my oil pan off and, you know, have problems with my motor because we wanted to have three beers and go drive the, the rally cross, then, uh, well, don't say that. Cause I, I do not drink and drive at NASA sponsored events. Don't let anybody hear. I, I seriously don't do that. No. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, no, I don't want to lose my NASA membership. I do not drink and drive. <laughs> I need, I need, but I need something. That, I need something that I'm not going to be worried about before I can yeah. do that, especially with yeah. current Yeah, I mean, status. it's pretty, it's, uh, Jake's been pretty clear that they uh, grade the course every day. So it's not really bumpy. Oh, okay. Well, that's um, good. Yeah. So that's, he, I was concerned about taking the GR out. Yeah. And, see, uh, because I think at the that, time I had not scuffed the paint. See, I think I the idea there that. is to get like an AMC Eagle or something. <laughs> oh, that would be sweet. Well, they're doing the uh, challenge car is, uh, is, rental cars of the past oh so they do they do uh it's a two thousand dollar spend you get a spend limit of two thousand bucks and you find uh you know any car car. last year it was family last year it was family haulers so it had to be presumably like something you could take a road trip with your family in but yeah this year it's like rental cars of the past so i'm guessing it's gonna be like a lot of ultimas yeah i've seen some guys with um with uh, what what are they what are they been buying? A uh, couple Oldsmobile things, huh. I think. Um, I mean, you know, obviously it's kind of a liberal thing, and people yeah. even take the price limit a little liberally. But basically, when it looks like a hunk of shit. You're fine to go out there. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a uh, it's more of a costume party than a um, sanctioned, yeah. sanctioned yeah. series. Yeah. Well, the guy that. who won it, he did win a set of any Michelin tires he wanted. Huh. So, I bad. mean, it's good price. Yeah, guy literally started crying. It's 1200 guy That's $1,200. When, <laughs> when he won it, well, no, no, it could have been more. You could have bought, you could have bought, like, straight up, like, slicks. Yeah. Like, they would let you buy anything. Okay. And, yeah, the guy who won it, like, started crying. He was, like, so <laughs> happy. <laughs> it was pretty funny. My stepmom, yeah, I told was, my stepmom how much, like, you know, summer tires cost. She was like, mm-hmm. "Aren't don't car, tires cost like nothing?" I'm like, yeah, if you like go to Walmart and you like buy something that's below Linglongs. <laughs> I want to say when, since when? I, I mean, yeah, maybe when I was like, you know, when my mom would give me a hundred bucks to replace a tire, and then I would go to the used tire shop. Yeah, and use the those other, are like, and those are still those are still weed. sixty to yeah. eighty dollars for a for a used tire. Yeah, you know. Well. Not the ones I was buying. <laughs> I think we're twenty five even. Yeah, yeah. I uh, guess it just depends on where you go. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, what what have you been working on, Dad? Well, you know, uh, I think since we last talked, I lost my job, so I've been working on a lot. Um, and so it's I've been a great motivator. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's the you know, uh, working on anything for enjoyment is awesome uh, and welcome. Yeah. So I've been. Uh, been working on some dies. Um, got a few nice. things I am working on for folks. And then I've got a few things that I'm just 
going to do for myself and a few things that I'm going to do to throw up on the website just to sell, to have some cash coming in to cover groceries and, uh, you know, whatever else we need to do to pay the bills and, and keep things going while I find what I want to be when I grow up, which probably isn't a accounting data <laughs> analyst. Um, but, but yeah, I've been working on the tie dye. Um, I did since yeah. we talked to Jane get, um, a Warhammer kit. And so I've got 11, oh, nice. I've got 11 Warhammer guys that I built. So oh, nice. here's one of those guys. So I've got them built. I still got to paint them, um, which is its own whole thing, but got some good advice we from, went over. from Jane and, um, yeah. watched a couple YouTube videos of some European guys talking about how to do it easily to make it look good. So going to do that. Uh, built the, model Bronco, like a late sixties Bronco model car that I bought. And I, oh, nice. I think I bought it in 2018. I looked at the receipt. I bought it in 2018. I've kind of always wanted to try that. Like, I feel it's like it's really Lego satisfying is to, is to, uh, like, like, it's funny to me when people would be like, well, this is like a really hard Lego set. I'm like, no, no, it wasn't like, how is Lego yeah, hard? It's not, yeah. they, like tell you, like, I mean, Obviously, like those guys on like the Lego Masters show and stuff that like mm -hmm. visualize and like build yeah. their own Legos. Like that's knowing incredible. how to back your way into that is crazy, right? Like but yeah, being following able to, the like, kit, design shit, yeah, yeah, design shit in Lego. Yep. But yeah, the, I've always wanted to try the models. My dad was like into them, and he like buy me a couple when we mm -hmm. were kids, but we were like too poor to buy all yeah, the stuff yeah. that you needed. Yeah, I, the, the <laughs> amount of shit you need is a lot. Um, yeah. but the cost of the kits themselves is not really that bad. I mean, you're looking at like 20 bucks and then you can find them at yard sales. Yeah. So it's like, I think probably as much as anything is of a hobby models are the highest level of, or I guess the lowest level of like purchase to finished ratio. Like people mm -hmm. buy all sorts of model kits and then you have to glue everything mm -hmm. together and then paint it and cut it off the sprue and do the whole, all the shit. So it's like, yeah, it's not something you actually want to do. So sometimes you can find them at yard sales and stuff. But anyway, built finally yeah. built that years later. Already was mostly painted. Nice. Um, and even then, like I said, it's nice. like it's obvious where everything needs to go. It's a, you know, it's a yeah. it's a truck, right? Like the places like, go. Paint it and shit, like make it look nice. Mm -hmm. Like I had already painted you can it have, though. Like little. You can have like dirt on the tires and shit, you know. Uh, yeah, like, and I I did buy <laughs> I did buy some uh, aftermarket uh, Goodyear tires that some guy had molded, and they also oh, had damn. made some like better looking um, like American racing type wheels, and like had some better looking lockers. Oh. So I actually had to like cut the lockers off and paint the lockers. Um, oh, so, cool. but they those are the only things that didn't glue very well. Um, so yeah. it's like everything works and all the, everything closes and stays nice, except for the, the wheels, like won't stay glued on. Oh, really? Yeah. I gotta, I gotta mess with them a little bit and figure out how to, oh, that does sound, it. That does sound fun. maybe I'll get a model. You no, know, I mean, like I said, it's, I want, it's, um, and then the, like, I want it. Well, before I bought that, I bought a Lego, uh, this guy online that a bunch of us in our car chat have, uh, utilized. He like makes cars, any car you want, he'll make it out of Lego for you. And because I was, I did want to buy, I found like a Jimny kit, mm -hmm. a model kit, and I wanted to like make it to look like my wife, Sarah's, and give it to her as a gift. And then I was like, that might be above my pay grade right now. And so I just paid the, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's kind of sucks. He doesn't give you instructions. You don't you don't build it yourself. Like I would, you know, I feel like you could have at least given me like that. You <laughs> the know, recipe. That, yeah. Or, yeah, give me like um, he sends me the bricks and shit. Like, cause he has to like order them. Right. Like, he has to, you know, he builds them in like this. He sent me the pictures. It's like wild. Like he has this like uh, computer program that like has all the bricks and shit. Huh. And you, yeah. And, and when he sent me the pictures from the computer program, I literally thought he had built it in the in Legos. Like it was so detailed looking. And so, yeah, so then he has to, like, he has to find people who are, like, selling bags of the color he wants and that shit and, like, the, the amounts he needs. And um, Yeah, I reached so, out yeah, to him, I mean, too, and I was like, hey, can you make me a, a golf? And he's like, I don't really know. Maybe. And then he never did it. He never got back to me. And I was well, like, he you know what, that's sl- fine. He might have been slammed. Well, I'm you sure gotta, he is. You for a cool car, though. Like, you can't ask for something like, I know. like your car. I know. Yeah. I know. That's too bad. I mean, that we need to get that guy on. He's like, <laughs> he, yeah, he, yeah, he, uh, he, yeah, he, he's, he's the king. Like, he'll maybe have thoughts on this, this, this uh, building Legos from a kit versus versus you know, yeah, learn forging your own path, becoming, yeah, becoming like. Is there, do you think it's what so he, weird? Because I feel like you know what's so weird to me about Lego too is I feel like Lego the company like really sells itself on the idea that everyone is doing Lego like that. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, like, oh, like everyone is creating oh, yeah. like within their mind and shit. It's like, dude, like nobody does that. Like, and if they do, they build like the pyramid. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, like, it's like, it's so funny that they kind of sell it like that. But like, it's like, I mean, everybody does. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I have yeah. like the kids. I, 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 I do. I mean, there's definitely, while. there's definitely a, um, like adult fan of Lego slant to it. And they have to make it feel like you're being intellectual about it, and you're not like 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 <laughs> yeah. you're you're building you're building the rent controlled friends apartment. You're not like, you know what I mean. You're not making like well, a yeah, motor like, that functions. I'll hear people that will be like, "Oh, I did one that was like seven thousand pieces." I'm like, "Well, okay, like that's not really like yeah. impressive." Like you just, I mean, I did. Like, the- yeah, I'm sure it took you like two days, but like all you did was like like, and now. Dude, now Lego doesn't even. I remember back in the day when I was a kid, they wouldn't tell you the pieces that got added. They'd just show you a picture, so you had to figure <laughs> it out. And sometimes you'd screw up. You wouldn't notice, like, oh shit, I was supposed to add that. Now they like tell you exactly how many bricks are in the picture. They like point arrows at it. It's like, come on, like this is like it's not challenging. I mean, yeah, I'm not trying to say it's not fun. Like I said, I like them. I like having them around. I have a little car here. You know, I like I like them, but like, let's not pretend yeah. that. Like, it's yeah, hard. I've got the I've got the little um, Group B Audi Quattro, right? And that took yeah, that took that, all of it took all of twenty minutes to build that. Yeah, um, I like the little ones. Yeah, the yeah. Little ones I mean, they're the fun and, and they're a decent price point, but they really don't last very long. Yeah. Like for twenty bucks, you know, even people are like, oh, a movie, man, the movie costs twenty bucks to see a movie and get popcorn. <laughs> it's like, but that's at least two hours. It took me 10, yeah. 10 or 15 minutes to build this car, and that cost me 20 bucks. Um, well, I try to savor it. I, like, really push yeah. the bricks down slowly and stuff to try and get some <laughs> time. I mean, I, I, did I, the, I did the um, the Technic uh, Porsche 911 RSR, the, like, the, the like GT yeah, yeah. racer. Um, and that took a little longer, but, like, still only I, – I just put a show on, and I still did it in, like, two hours, with, including all the stickers yeah. and everything, and then also including – um, adding a light LED light kit to it so that it would look yeah. sick. But then it was just like, well, 
I don't have space to have something this big and I'm tearing well, this apart. <laughs> I know I have, I have the, uh, Sarah got me the James Bond, uh, DB, DB five, mm-hmm. uh, for, and it like has all this stuff, like, like the seed shoots out and shit. And I'm like, man, why would you I, like, I'm not like playing, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think anybody is why like, not? you know, like, Playing with it, Why not? like you know, I, what are you afraid of? Because it sits on my shelf. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know. Like, what do I need to do? I mean, yeah, I used okay. to. I had the, the like. Thing is, I guess if I was a kid, but no kid is buying that fucking <laughs> thing. Like, no kid is buying the Goldfinger fucking James Bond car. No. Like. Like, no. like, I, I mean, it's just unnecessary. No, like, well, you know, to... you're exactly their target audience for that, though. A software developer with a couple, couple hundred bucks yeah. in his pocket, yeah. ready to go. I mean, like, as a kid, I, yeah. I had the like, I had like a GI Joe truck. It was like big enough that the 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 twelve inch figures could fit in it. Um, but I didn't have like a whole bunch of those, so like, I mostly would just like fill it with Beanie Babies. So it'd be like the Beanie Baby Squirrel would yeah. be like on a turret. Uh, we really, they I mean, they got a lot of driving action in with that, but you know, I mean, that's, yeah. that's, I'm a living. grown man though. I don't do that shit. Anymore. Well, why not? Why not? You know, I, don't I got, know, I, I got the hot like, wheels track out the other night when we had um, Emma and Sam over for dinner and I thought maybe like Sam would get man. excited to do it. And he was just kind of like overwhelmed. I was like, all right, man. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing <laughs> that, yeah. Like you said, like I, when I was a kid, I mean, I didn't really have them. So friends had them and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was certainly overwhelming to us to like understand how to really get it to work. Like, and now I have like the ability to know how to do that, mm-hmm. but like, I'm not going to pay the amount that it costs to like get into hot. Like it's fucking unreal. Yeah. And that's like so much shit. Like you were saying, like the software developer hobbies, it's like, they've like ruined so much shit that like should yeah. just be for children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, the, um, <laughs> I mean, I see it when I look for Hot Wheels, which, by the way, I, yeah, you don't don't buy Hot Wheels because I have I have three Hot Wheels in the corner over here for you for when I finish your tie dyes. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah, you're so welcome. Um, but like, the, when these things hit the pegs and they cost ninety nine cents at the grocery store and at the Target and the Walmart, and then some guy just buys all of them and puts them on eBay, and now they're five dollars plus five dollars shipping. And he's just buying them for a dollar from Walmart, you know, 10 for 10 for $10 or whatever. And then selling each of them for $5 margin. And it's just like, how are you making margin <laughs> on like in production? They like, wonder, they like wonder why kids are just like not into anything anymore. Yeah. And it's like, well, because like you, you like, that's like a thing. Like, they'll, like you'll read a lot about like kids, you know, like they feel like, oh, kids aren't like into cars anymore like in, in terms of real cars, like, uh, and you'd be like, well, it's because fucking grown men are yeah. like buying up hot wheels. Right. And if the kids want like, even like, you know, like they don't have like an imagination about it. Like there's, so there's a reason like they, it's other things, but that's a big part of it. I think there's a reason they cost a dollar at the grocery store. And it's because you don't want to buy yeah. your kid a toy at the grocery store, because when you're at the grocery store, you're at least in your mind, you're cost conscious. You might not be because you're buying, the more expensive stuff. You're not buying the, the, you know, the, the shitty cereal or, you know, you're like, well, I mean, we want to get the the better this or the better that. So, you, I mean, you end up doing all this shit at the grocery store. That's not cost sensitive. And then your kid wants a hot wheel that costs a dollar. And you're like, fuck that. I don't want to buy that, but it has to be priced at a dollar because then sometimes you're like, yeah, pick one for a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, ends up being like but the cheapest item you buy at the grocery store, but it like still the principle of it is just like, I don't want to buy this. 
<laughs> it's like, how do you think kids like aren't fascinated by cars when you don't even like give them the entry point? Yeah. You know, it's but yeah. but yeah. I mean, I was racing. I was racing the cars that we had at my grandparents' house down the stairs, but I would put the ramp that he used to load the the tiller into his truck over mm-hmm. the stairs. So it was just ramping down this like OSB board <laughs> that was just in the in the garage. That was my that was yeah. how I raced them back in the day. That was a great time. That was hours. Yeah. Hours yeah, of go. entertainment. But but anyway, that's stuff that we enjoy. That's stuff that we like to do. Yeah. That's stuff that we want to do. Yeah. The only other thing I've been doing is I, I went I went home for like one night and played disc golf with the boys at um, Northwood Black in Morton, which is one of the more difficult courses in the country now. Um, got my ass chewed yes. up. Um but it was great. I made some nice shots. Uh, it was mostly like muddy as hell. Like we got there early. So it was like the mud was frozen yeah. until like 1030. <laughs> and then we were just sloshing around. So I'm sore as shit today. It's a nice hike out there. Nice long course. Uh, got to nice. dig some splinters out of my hand from falling down a ravine. Uh, lots of good stuff. Good to get out there, you know, get some time in the woods, throw some frisbees yeah. into some trees. Um, That's why cuts. I just bowl. Yeah, bowl. you don't fall over bowling. You do, but you, well, some you guys fall do. over yeah, after guys. you have three drinks. Uh, okay, that, that's uh, <laughs> I'm from the Midwest. Okay, like saying, you keep saying three drinks, like gets me incapacitated. <laughs> it just gets me. That just gets me ready. It's just a number. <laughs> yeah, it's just a number. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um. Well, yeah. Uh, I guess. We wanted to before we get into our our interview with our good friend Tony coming up. Uh, we kind of wanted to discuss a uh, topic. Uh, Daggy, I believe you you broached it, so I'll let you yeah cut into it. Yeah, I think you know, and and again, this is I think something that we'll continue trying to do is just having some sort of thing that we're meditation or something that we've just been you know thinking on about hobby and what it means to do hobbies and find enjoyment and keep living your life. Cause at the end of the day, like it's not just about hobbies. It's about like trying to live a decent life. And so I think today we wanted to talk about, you know, cause it's something we see all the time and, and it's something that, you know, I think we might talk about with Tony and probably we'll talk about with a lot of people. Like what, what happens when you stop enjoying your hobby or what's keeping you from enjoying your hobby? And to what degree are you, doing these activities and and working on these things for enjoyment and to make yourself happy. And at what level are you just trying to find productivity and outcomes? Uh, and you actually just would rather be doing chores. (laughs) (laughs) And, and at the end of the day, I think like it goes all the way back to like, what is the etymology? Like, where does the idea of hobby come from? And like the idea of hobby comes from hobby horse, right? Like get on your hobby horse. The idea of a hobby horse is that it's a horse that you pretend to ride that goes nowhere. And from that, we get to hobby. And hobby is something that you do knowing that it gets you nowhere. It doesn't get anything. It's not an act that you don't go fishing because you can you can monetize it. You know, you don't, you don't, I'm not learning guitar so that I can write the next Burger King riff that people are mad about. I'm doing it because I want to be able to do something and enjoy something. And that's really what this is all about, right? Like it, 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 you know, and at the end of the day, that's the, like the the conversation that we had about like, do I fix the car myself 
and have it take nine mm-hmm. months or do I take it somebody and have it back in 90 days? Right. Like what, mm-hmm. what is me enjoying this car? What is me enjoying this hobby? And that's for you to find out and for you to figure out. And it could be once you start selling stuff, you know, myself personally, once I started selling tie dyes, I wasn't having a lot of fun doing tie dyes because I now have given up what I work on. I've given up when I work on it. Mm-hmm. I give up, given up when I need to finish it. Um, and I've also given up whether or not I like the work because now I'm trying to add in this layer of like, does this person like what I made? I don't know. Do they like it? Do I like it? I don't know. Cause it's now for somebody else. And it's this thing I'm doing for work. Mm-hmm. So like, how do you get back into enjoying it? How do you balance those things? Well, I think, yeah, that that's like a big part of, um, I, I guess kind of the social mediafication of, Right. of hobbies I think a lot of people really get into like immediately like uh if you I, I don't know like it's this weird thing I was thinking about the other day like kind of like where you'll see on Twitter a lot like a pe- like a lot of people who you know maybe are over analyzing their lives mm-hmm. they'll be they'll be a lot like into this like idea that if you are doing anything at all like you need to classify everything you do as like labor right and you know to the extreme stuff is like when people are like oh like ha- like when i have to like talk to my friends when i don't want to like that's like <laughs> yeah are you are you uh, are you capable of yeah. hearing something that may upset you yeah right now? and so like i i think that that's you know it's an effect of kind of i guess the neo neoliberalization of our lives is that like you're supposed to be viewing your interactions uh, at all times is like uh, as a, a mechanism of capitalism. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of like the whole point, I think, of like a hobby is supposed to be like, you know, it's supposed to be like, oh, like now that you're done with your uh, machinizations mm-hmm. of, of, of labor, like now you can do something uh, that you own on your own time. Yeah. And yeah. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with like selling your hobby. Um, Like, you know, I know people who balance it and it works out Mm -hmm. for them or, you know, like, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of people like that's how they afford to do it. And, you know, but certainly, uh, certainly when you're in those situations, I think uh, it, it can rob you of, the enjoyment in a lot of, a lot of times. I mean, you know, at least I don't know. I guess I guess going my point is going into it like thinking this is so many people want to frame their lives like you were joking about like what am I going to be when I grow up? Mm-hmm. And so like they'll always latch on to like okay, like what is this thing I'm doing? Like maybe this is like my life's calling, but it's all like that 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 concept is like always framed like in this yeah. greater kind of like i i need to be like producing yes. and my production is like what defines me and like personally i don't find i don't i, I don't get any value yeah. really from my work uh you know i get value from the things that like i believe in and yeah maybe in a perfect world i i would do some of the things that i do in my hob with my hobbies i would do them as labor and there wouldn't be anything wrong with it. But like, I also wouldn't be part of like the coercion of the worker, like 
capitalist relationship. So yeah, like, it, yeah you know, it might be easier for me to, you know, I'd at least be able to say like, I don't feel like fixing cars this week. Like, uh, you know, yeah. I need to pick up a different job at the commune. <laughs> <laughs> and we would rotate them at the commune anyway, you know? Right. Yeah. Like I'm going to go wash dishes because <laughs> that's really all I feel like up to doing this week. Like, but, but no, I you know 100% I mean? agree. It's like, you know, the, there's this, so there are a few things that happen when you're worried about productivity and outcomes. One is you start beating yourself up because you don't know how to do any of these things yet. You're starting out. You're just trying to get going. Yeah. Or even if it's something you've done before, like you want to get back into doing it and you're not currently doing it, then all your fixation is on how you're not doing it. And it needs to be just like, you just need to focus on like, well, wh how do I break this down to find one thing to do? How do I break this down to even start doing it at all? Like your first productivity task is just to do the thing for 20 minutes sometimes. Like it's not even to finish yeah. anything. And then you have to say, okay, cool. I started on that. Like next time I want to try to get it done. And it's, but that's the, that's the focus is like, I want to not, I have to, I need to. It's like, you're, well, you're doing a thing, you know, like it's, it's, there's, that's what I kind of like. I kind of like, uh, you know, I'm not super into it, but I, you know, I kind of have a couple things like, like aquariums and plants, you know, like as a hobby. Yeah. I kind of like those sometimes because like, Sometimes you have no option. Right. Like you, you'll kill the thing. Yeah. If you like, so it's I don't like, want to do a water you know, change, but if I don't, I'm going to have a bunch of dead. Right. Fish. But like, but like, you know, for the most part, it's pretty passive. Yeah. So like, I kind of, you know, I like, I kind of like those for that reason you're saying where it's like, you know, if you're feeling the motivation issues and like, you know, cause, cause yeah, it sucks to feel like motivated to do something that like, you don't, you know, if you don't want to do something that's right. supposed to bring you joy like then, then what's no what's going on why yeah. what, what are but you yeah sometimes <laughs> what you want from it is like kind of like maintaining like a rhythm of life yeah you know because that makes you feel better to like have things to like anticipate in yeah. the future and yeah. like, you know like like feel like you've like demarcated time, I guess, you know, so then get a skincare so like, you routine, know, that, you know what I mean? That's definitely, <laughs> definitely, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's kind of a, a goal that you can have. And that's why I like hobbies like that. Like where, yeah. you know, if you don't do them, then it's over. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Start all over. And that's, and again, so, and that's, and I think that is powerful, right? Because like, as, as you talked, like it, you know, you, you look at like self-esteem or things like that. The only way to ever make people, that we can ever like improve somebody's perception of their self-esteem is by being like, Hey, remember that time that you were successful in something you competed mm -hmm. in a race and you did well, you finished a task, you like made a meal that everybody loved. And you're like, Oh wow, I am actually really capable. Like you can't just imagine succeeding at things. You need to know that you've actually done it. Cause I can be like, well, you know, you're really good. You'll probably be really good at rebuilding an engine. And you're like, I can think of every reason I wouldn't be good at building an engine, but I can be like, yeah, but remember that time you put a supercharger on and you'd be like, well, yeah, I did do that. Right. And like from there, it's like, how do you, how do you go forward and how do you move on into things? Um, I think that that's a lot of like getting very far into one, like mm -hmm. to, to, to the point that, you know, you're kind of like, cause you know, everybody always talks about like the plateau or whatever. Cause it's like easy to get into something and like, see a lot of yeah. like success, like, you know, like, and, and, you know, I think that, that a lot of the part of learning, uh, that you can get from, from doing a hobby, uh, is once you get to the point to like start recognizing, your abilities and limits and like 
I think that that's a very rewarding thing, you know, like, because I think early on, you know, maybe I would have insisted on rebuilding the engine. And maybe that would have been the right, right decision, like, at the time, like, if I hadn't done something similar. But, like, now I know, like, kind of more, like, where my limits are. And, and I'm not, you know, I want to be very clear. I could rebuild an engine. I could rebuild any engine on the planet, okay? Uh, no. Hmm. <laughs> but... Hmm. But, uh, but yeah, you know, <laughs> let's you give know, you an, it, let's get an Italian kinda, motor for you. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, I think that that's another thing that's very rewarding. It's like kind of to learn this honesty with yourself. And that's yeah. what I think a lot of people like about when they get into like playing sports or, you know, whatever, like, you know, bowling is what I right. do. And, right. And when people get into those kind of things, it's because there's not as much room to lie to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely. That's, and that's, that's 100% the realization when I, when I started playing disc golf, um, what I realized I liked a lot and I was taking, I was studying autonomy a lot then. Like I was, that was what I was doing Yeah. because I was in grad school at that point. And it was like, you know what I like about this sport is that like my success isn't about whether or not anybody else around me does well or does bad. It's whether or not I yeah. play to the standard that I think I can. And that's, that's the competition. That's what competing is, you know? And, and, um, and that's, I think I, I definitely like that because then that's a challenge, but through what all you've just been talking about, like, that's also something I had in my notes, which is like that the being objective about what's happened and being mindful about Mm -hmm. it and being honest with yourself. And that goes all the way back through to the piece about like the social media thing, which is that like people are like, you know, it's like I'm starting these Warhammer figures. I can go on and look yeah. all day at world-class competition winning paint jobs. I'm not going to produce those. Right. I just know that I'm not, I'm not going to yeah. spend the time. I don't have the equipment. I don't have the awareness. I also just like, don't have, I don't give a shit. I don't care. Like I want these things to look yeah. cool, but not that bad. You know what I mean? I'm not going to go in and like well, highlight their pecs so that you can tell the, the definition it, in their packs. Like they're just orcs, man. That's fine. And I think, I think you're saying this, but like, I, I would say too, it's like the honesty with yourself isn't, isn't to beat yourself up. No, that you're not, not right. World exactly. Class. Exactly. Or, you're a beginner or, or you're learning and you're learning your way in or, or, you know, do stuff like, Oh, well I couldn't do this because I didn't have all this blah, blah, blah. Like that's not being honest with yourself. Like, being like, you know, you could say I have this, this thing. And, you know, maybe I didn't use it mm-hmm. as, as great as I could have, but like, I'm happy, you know, it, it's a, it's a, it's a very delicate balance right. about being like honest with your flaws, but like happy with the things that you do well. And like, I think that's a lot of it is like, you see a lot of people going the other direction of like the self honesty where they just beat themselves right. up. Right. And it's like, and it's a control thing, right? At the end of the day, it's like somebody who knows what this stuff is will hear my guitar playing and say that it sounds bad. So I can control that by saying, Hey, here's this sketch that I did. Like, sorry, I played it a little sloppy. You know, this wasn't the best take. And like, I didn't like go back and remaster it. And you're trying to win having control over the thing being bad by saying everything that somebody else could say is wrong. And by the time they're like, yeah, it sounds a little, you know, you're like, I know I already covered that. It's because of how I uh, am not good at this, but through all these reasons. Um, And like, that's, that's that's not how it is. Right. Like it's, it's everything is, you know, um, like, well, you know, I didn't take the time to practice. I didn't 
take the time to work on this. And, but at the same time, like, like that's why I like what we're doing with the goofy thing with the theme. It's like, we're just going to show you all of the work behind the theme song becoming something. And the reason is because at the end, when it sounds good and somebody makes it sound clean, then it'll be like, but this started from Colin doing a voice memo into his phone and you can like hear his coffee maker in the background. And that's the amount of effort that was put into it. But if you put more effort into it, it can become something more. But also Colin went to music school and has inputs to think through those things, you know, and we'll see what the stuff that we might add to it sounds like and through those. But even through that, if you want to do things and you wish you could do things and you're not doing them, it's all just objective. Like if I don't tie-dye tonight, it's not because I'm a piece of shit. It's because I, like we spent, you know, two hours talking and then I ate yeah. dinner and then I took the dog out and then I started cleaning up because my friend's going to be here in two days. And it just like it just didn't work out. I didn't prioritize it enough to get to it. Like it doesn't have to be anything bigger yeah. than that. And it's just and this is like what we saw, like in like exercise education and like, in, you know, not yeah. education, but exercise motivation was like people that kept exercising were just like people that suck at it and have only like a goal to look good by um, spring break will not be in the gym in May because spring break comes and goes. But people that keep going and have been going and exercising for years are just like, oh yeah, I didn't go on Tuesday because I had like, you know, I had a, I met up with my friends and had a couple drinks. And so I'll just go on Thursday and it doesn't matter to them Mm -hmm. because it's not like that when you're early in things, you think it's so tenuous that if you stop doing it, you're, you're, they're going to revoke your card, your status card, like your hobby pervert (laughs) card can't be verified by anybody else. It's about whether or not you keep doing the thing and keep finding the motivation yeah. to keep doing it. And as part of that, you have to just be honest. Like if I'm not doing this thing, yeah. what's keeping me from it? And sometimes you just need to sit down and put some music on and just grab the thing and put everything else away and reset. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. You know, like today, today, even I, uh, you know, I keep getting hit. Like I'll make these plans of like this. I'm going to get all this. I'm going to mm-hmm. get this stuff in. That I need to do them on the weekend, you know, and past three fucking weekends, it's fucking been, it's been shitty and rainy. And the whole weekday, it's been like 65 and sunny. So I finally was like, today, I was like, you know, let's be honest. Like a lot of times at work, you just sit around doing nothing mm-hmm. and fucking reading Twitter and like waiting for stuff to happen. So I went out and did some things because it was fucking sunny today. Yep. You know, it's like. And that required me being like honest to be like, you know what? You just sit around and jack off on Twitter. Like, yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's there's certain things that like, you know, if you need help with something or there's something that you need time to do, like if you want to make croissants, you need an amount of time, (laughs) you know, if there, and there are certain things where like, I probably don't need that much time to test paint one single Warhammer figure. And I could probably, have a single beer and be like, you know what? I feel kind of like me doing this. And like, there's a balance between having a plan to do something that's going to require time and just doing little things. And again, there's the task itself. And then there's all the things that allow you to do the task, especially in hobbies. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to, if you got to repair something, you got to go to the store and buy oil or buy grease or, you know, maybe you need to get ingredients to bake or you need to, I need it like all the time. I need to like clean my tie dye stuff or I can't make tie dye. Um, yeah. And it, that's a 20 minute task that sucks, but like 
that's part of your hobby is that you have to do those yeah. things and doing those things unlocks you from doing the things that are fun, which is actually yeah. actively engaging your hands and getting busy. Yeah. Sometimes it's, yeah, it is just being like, you know what? Like I've been putting it off because I don't want to do this one thing. So just do the one thing and do the one thing worry about later. And yeah. worry about the other stuff later. Yeah. What's the deal with you the know, one thing? Like, oh, I, I can't get to the thing because it has this other part. It's like, right. well, you don't have to do both at the same time. Yeah. And I think the challenge is to like, you know, when you're in the chat and you're doing the thing of uh, doing the like self-protection by being the person who calls yourself out on shit and you're like, oh, you know, I can't do the thing because this, this and this. Like when you're doing that to your like and you're writing that out, you have to like call yourself on that shit because like everybody else doesn't know it to where they all think you're a piece of shit and a worm. But like you're. You're trying to launder at that point. You're trying to launder your excuse and make take it from an internal excuse to one that's validated externally. What are you doing? You're like it's you're only fucking yourself over, you know. Just yeah, yeah. Do some shit. That's what I'm saying. Is it's like you got to be honest with yourself in a real way, not like in a yeah, not in a harmful way. Mm -hmm. Like you got to be honest with like what you want to do with your time, and if you're just jacking off on Twitter, like. It happens, you know. It happens. Like, but at the end of the day, just fucking do what you want to do, man. Yeah. Or yeah, you don't have to lock your phone in a box. Non-binary pal, like do whatever. You don't have to lock your phone in a box. You don't have to delete your account. You just have to find an hour to a day that you can stop reading piss boner lords posts. You can stop replying, lol. And you can stop reading the DM because you don't even care about the conversation in there right now anyway. Just find some time yeah. to do something. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to plan it. You yeah. can plan it, but you don't have to. Yeah. This is your free time. Yeah, exactly. This is your life. Yeah. This isn't a one-on-one with your manager. This is your life. You know, you're not clocking in and yeah. out. It's your free there's time. No manage, there's no manager of life. You are the manager. You uh, are the boss. And I think that scares a lot of people. Yep. A lot of people don't. Yep. They, they, and, and I get it. Mm-hmm. Like your boss gets, you know, your boss gets haircuts on the clock. I fortunately, <laughs> I fortunately, uh, had mental breakdowns because of psychedelic drug abuse. And so I don't have those feelings anymore. I have all sorts of other <laughs> bad feelings, but I don't have those ones really anymore. Uh, so it's possible. You don't have to do the drugs. You don't have to do the drugs. They might help, whatever. Yeah, it's not but, for us uh, to decide. This is not yeah, medical advice, got, by the way. Yeah, you got to find your way to feel comfortable being your boss. Yeah. You got to, you got to, you are, you are the boss of you. You're your boss. You're your own parents. Sorry. Go for it. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. You also are your own friend. You got to be your own friend, which is part of being objective is also sometimes you have to be nice to yourself, not positive mental attitude bullshit, but like you can't be so mean to yourselves, you know? True. Don't be a dick. Dude, you already don't lie to yourself. Yeah. Don't lie to yourself. Heidi Klum's the only person in the world that gets to enjoy being the worm. Stop being the worm (laughs) this year. You don't have to be the fucking worm. Unless it's, unless you want to do the paint. I mean, she had really good paint. They did. You are the Jeff Bezos. You are the Jeff Bezos of you. You got that fucked up eye. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's get into this interview with Tony. Yeah, Let's talk to Tony. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, let, let's cut. Let's cut to that. 
All right, everyone, like promised, we are here with our good friend Tony Boswell of Minion Death Cult. Uh, how is it going, Tony? Hey, going decent. Things are good right now. Things are uh, uh, pretty, pretty damn good right now. I'm like, uh, I'm happy. Nice. When it, especially that's, when it comes to the things sick. we're talking about right now. <laughs> when it comes to, uh, to hobbies lately, but right now I'm actually pretty stoked. So it's rare. Well, hell yeah, that's great always, then. always good when the hobbies uh, come through and don't make it miserable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> work, they work okay. as intended. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, so yeah, you guys might know Tony from his podcast, Mini Death Cult, where they kind of find the dregs of the, the normie internet. Um, and, uh, so, you know, I feel like we should start off with asking you, like, have, have you had any fun experiences with the hobbyist, uh, Facebook groups? Cause that's pretty much my sole interaction on Facebook anymore. And it's, it's still Facebook uh, when you go on there, despite having great information a lot of yeah. times. Yeah. The, the, the wonderful thing about Facebook is it does kind of like, there's just this thing that's going to happen no matter what, no matter what group you go into, there's just an element that's going to, that's going to rear its ugly head. Um, and unless you are in a group that's specifically to be like progressive or like woke or mm-hmm. some shit like that, <laughs> if it's just a regular ass place, it's going to get wild. And I think one of my favorite things is like every single, uh, like, you know, car or especially car stuff, car truck group, mm-hmm. um, there, there is going to, you're going to figure out like which, which car is the gayest one. Um, <laughs> and, um, uh. I'm still not sure like which one to buy, which one's the correct one to buy. I want people to know that like, like I, I, I don't know which car is like the buy car. I think I did the right choice by like picking BMWs. I think that's mm-hmm. pretty buy. <laughs> yeah. I think Frank Ocean did yeah. that for us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, the, the, the memes that, and there's no it, the thing is like apparently Fords are pretty gay, but also Chevys are also pretty gay. Yeah, um, <laughs> look, so they, they're all into water quit. play with with Calvin. Um, mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. both mm-hmm. users of both cars are flagging yellow uh, in right pocket for Calvin to piss on them. Uh, they're all into it. Yeah, but the the memification of any hobby is always going to be fantastic. Oh yeah, definitely. Think- it is funny because they're like the easiest groups to troll too. Like it's it's because like every user on those groups are like still your stereotypical Facebook user where they like mm-hmm. li- read everything literally at face value. They're very like they, they yeah. don't have any idea that people lie on the internet. Like the other day, I got. So many people, they're still mad about it. Uh, I I posted in the GR Corolla uh, group, uh, you know, why are you not paying dealer markup? Like, why are you so poor? Like, why would you not insist? I'm what, paying what at a, least and what a great bit it was, <laughs> dude. People went, it, they went bonkers. It was it was so much fun, but yeah. <laughs> Hobbies is the one place where they are going to side with the consumer. Um, if it's mm-hmm. like if there's a do-it-yourself element, then they are going to side with the consumer. But but if if it was anything else, like if if the presumption was nobody in this group has the capability to do things without the markup, the dealership markup, 
they would be mm-hmm. like, yeah, the dealer deserves it. Yeah, you, the customer's always wrong, baby. But in this case, <laughs> so I love true. that. I love that they're like, no, fuck you. I I can do it. Uh, I'm I'm just as capable as the dealer. I know I don't have like a lift or anything, but I can figure it out. But they're definitely. I think that like the one of the sad things that I've seen like in the past couple of years is like the disc golf has shifted to where like fr- disc golf discs are like now they're like sh- sneaker release, right? And it's just like, oh, this new one came out that the pro threw on this one video on YouTube and I should pay $60 for it after it comes out. And it's like this commodification that like has gone overboard where it's just like it's a hobby where now instead of being like, I'm a guy who's a plumber and I need the cheapest thing I can buy and I'm going to go every Tuesday and win 20 bucks at league so I can buy one more thing. Now people are like, well, I need to spend $80 on this because it's it's the prettiest one I've ever seen. Um, and in that realm, then there's now this group who's like, it's good that they take our money from us. It's, they should take our money, the money from us. They put, they put a dinosaur foil stamp on a Frisbee. Like what, (laughs) if you can't afford it, don't buy it. (laughs) What are you doing? And it's just like, well, it's just a dinosaur stamp, man. It's foil. It's trash. (laughs) Has there been a, a, a legit Supreme disc yet? No. Does that happen yet? <laughs> you, you no. All the, no, we the haven't, one disc we haven't found one to rule them all. Um, but you have arguments of what of what it should be. But even if you do have one that rules oh, them no. all. Oh no, I mean I mean I mean I mean like a, a white disc with a red branded supreme. Oh yeah. Oh I'm sure oh yeah. Okay. I'm, there, I'm sure there are ten thousand of over. them. No, yeah. Yeah. Well, once like the real one happens, it's it's over mm. and like you're gonna the worst people are going to be on the course with you and you're going to hate it. So what you'll fi- <laughs> what you'd find is that people had dyed their own with Supreme <laughs> and it's probably all, yeah. all jaggedy and like the vinyl bled and it didn't hold. <laughs> I saw yeah, like, the worst disc I saw yesterday uh, as we were leaving the park was a disc that had a holographic mud vein. Uh, oh yeah. You were in Peoria. On it. I was in Peoria, home of yeah. the home of yeah. mud vein. And leaving oh, the disc okay, golf course, sense, yeah, yeah I, I saw a mud vein disc, and it almost rolled out of bounds. And we were like, "No, no, sit down for him, leave him alone." And then I saw what it was. I was like, "Oh, no wonder that shot sucked." <laughs> this guy's I got if they were like mud vein. Mud vein. No, uh, well, you know what? I actually wouldn't know what those guys look like now. Like, I'm sure they just yeah, look yeah, like exactly. IT guys at like an office park. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. I'd recognize mud vein art. Like, you know, it just said mud vein. Luckily. Uh, Oh, okay. So you know what I mean? So but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. You're not, you're, not from, you're not from Central Illinois like Dag and I, where it's yeah. just like inside, inside, mud vein is inside mm-hmm. of us. So it's Part just, of you. It, yeah, it's like the one ring. Like it calls out to us and like we're the ring race. Like it just, you know, we, we're all like eventually just getting closer and closer to the mud vein disc. Our experience is slightly more river town than, um, like I don't know, say like a Slipknot experience. Yeah, mm. we just had a, yeah, we just had a little more River Town in our in our diet. Yeah, just, just any type of like you know murky water is going to help because I don't think they have any of that in Iowa. I don't think they have any. I think there's none of that at no, all. No, no, yeah, they're more of uh, hills. I, I believe they're called buttes or buttes. Yeah, this song, this song, but uh. Yeah, so Tony, you said the hobbies going going are going well. What have you been working on? Well, uh, I think it was like October. October, my daily, which is like a a, a nineteen eighty six BMW uh, 
325E, so it's just the automatic. It, uh, it, it totally shit on me. Totally took crap on me, and I had to do yeah. the thing where I was like, hold on. Every time I take, every time it's something I can't do myself, it's like mm-hmm. two to two to four grand. So right. I don't know if I can do that. Right. So I was like, I'm not gonna do it. Luckily, I had a homie that let me borrow a car, and I was able to patiently try to find the car that I wanted. And I just bought that like two weeks ago. And so now I have a, a 2013 BMW X5, um, oh. uh, the the six cylinder one. Yeah. Um, and 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 you know what it was it was so cool that I had to like do a product to my car the other day, and all I was doing was uh, doing the basic bitch thing and painting my grill black. <laughs> and, and that, it didn't matter if I did it wrong; my car was still gonna run. Yeah, and that yeah. was a crazy feeling. I haven't felt that in. I haven't yeah. had a modern car in like seven years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The the yeah. dream so of car awesome. fixing is that you're murdering something out <laughs> and not and not yeah. trying yeah. to find an electrical gremlin. Well I mean you really you really are taking it to the next level where like you have to depend on the, the hobby car, which is always yeah. uh a real a real adventure. Like even if it even if it's fairly reliable, like, I mean, I have another car and I did it this time, but you know, when I bought the Miata, it was like, I would do stuff to it that would fuck it up and I couldn't drive it. <laughs> and it would be like, it was, I, I would always be like, you know, if I had to be to go to work tomorrow with this thing, like this would have looked even stupider on my part. Now I just look now I'm, my wife is just like, uh, you know, upset. She has to go drop me off at the bowling alley cause she needs the car. But before, you know, like if I was, if I was depending on it, I don't know if I'd have the balls to be so cavalier with the modifications. For sure. Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm excited about. Cause like before everything was like, um, it was maintenance. It wasn't like fun mm-hmm. stuff. So like now I can do, you know, a three month project where it's not running for three months because I'm actually right. doing something really cool to it. Uh, so I'm really excited about, about that. Um, but now I can, what's what the best part too is also last weekend, uh, a buddy came over and we were kind of troubleshooting it and it's not the problem we thought it was. It's a much cheaper problem, well, but I never so even took it in because, because I wasn't ready to like, well, first of all, because I knew I would pay to get it fixed and I wouldn't have money for like a down payment on a car. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm like, oh, cool. Now I get to like get this running and do the fun stuff to it. So I'm super stoked on that. Yeah. It's yeah. I rare. mean, that's a that is a it is a beautiful car that you have. And it is definitely a great uh, it, it's it's definitely one of, you know, the top tier project cars. Um. I'm just excited for you to finally manual swap it. Oh, I know. That's all I want. That's all I want to do this year. That's yeah. like my, that was my goal last year. Um, uh-huh. But then, you know, life, life happened real hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I was going to do before this mm-hmm. last thing happened. Basically, like, um, fuel was not getting to the engine. And right. there's, like, there's two pumps between the tank and the engine on the, in these stupid cars. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't figure out what it was. And you also, it's a 1986 and you can't find everything there, so you would have to retrofit everything. Mm. So I would have had to do the same amount of almost like a very similar amount of labor just to get the car running as I'm as I'm hopefully <laughs> gonna do to do like a full swap. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that just didn't make sense to me. Um so now now hopefully we got it figured out and um 
and then I can do the, and then I can, now I got, now I got the, the homies on a, so the reason why I got this car, I got super lucky. I bought it for like, I bought it for 500 bucks from my boss because Damn. he's an idiot price. and he offered it to his friend in front of me for mm-hmm. 500 bucks. His friend said, no, I don't <laughs> want that stupid car. And I was like, I'll take it. And he's too <laughs> proud to tell me no at that moment. And I only bought it because luckily where I'm at um, in Southern California, like, one of the number one, one of the, one of the guys who does like the most swapping and buying of these, this particular car is like one of my good friends. So that's the only reason I did it. If it wasn't for that, mm-hmm. I would never be, I would never be a, a, I mean, I'm too big to be a BMW boy, but here I am. <laughs> total accident. I, I couldn't be happier about it. Yeah. So were you, were you into cars before you got this? Is this kind of your first foray into like owning a classic? Um, I've, I've always had like very functional cars. There's never anything cool. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I thought I was going to be into cars, but then I stayed <laughs> poor and like, yeah, I just, that gets in the way. It, it yeah. Never, <laughs> never, yeah, it never got, never got in the way. Really, so really now, into like, 95 Tauruses, 97 Camrys. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like I, you know uh the first the first like car i bought as like an adult when i was like 19 was um a, a 2007 sentra mm-hmm. and it was just because it's what i was able to buy mm-hmm. at 19 when i had no right. money at all and i was like an assistant manager at, at starbucks mm-hmm. you know and like it so it it, it worked out and the, i made that i i did you know i made that as good as you can make a a 2007 sentra you know, it used and, to be sort of sporty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The SC, the SCR, I still see SCRs around the city, and like, oh yeah, I get excited yeah. when I yeah. see them because it's just like, ooh, is this one clean or not? And a lot of times they are, and it's some yeah, guy it, who's having a great really time. Even, He's having yeah. a great time. He knows what's and so up. I was really happy to like become become like a hobbyist car person later on, mm-hmm. like totally on like I said, totally on accident. Um, but now I'm like a, now I'm a full, like the, like the main, one of the main choice deciding factors between. So I was looking at a few X fives and I was test driving, you know, trying to find the best deal for it. And like, mm-hmm. I made a couple of concessions for this one just because it literally matches my other car. And like, that's <laughs> where I'm at now. I'm like, Oh no, we got we're, yeah. that's where I'm at now, which is like so lame, but I'm, I'm stoked. I get to do it now. You know, if it, it, it feels, it feels nice. Yeah, the yeah. normal brain is like, well, you know, uh, we need one car that will do everything we want to do. You know, we, we need one car. Yeah. And that's how people end up buying Outbacks because they're just like, well, you know, you can put things in the Outback and you can go down a gravel road and you can drive cross country. But at the end of the day, what ends up happening is you're like, okay, no, I actually want a car that's really fun. And then I just want like a truck. I want something I can drive into a wall. I want... Two or actually I need three things. Now I need something to haul the other thing. And then you end up having four or five cars. Um, And luckily I can't afford to do that. But immediately I was like, after I got the golf, I was like, but I kind of wish I still had the element. Now I need an element. Elements are so sick. I know. Elements are so unique and sick. They're like so wonderful. I didn't get enough for it on trade that I I still am like regretting. Getting, getting rid of it. <laughs> and even but the finance guy was funny. like trying to was like interested in potentially buying it when I was like signing the paperwork. <laughs> he was it. like, wait, there's an element? Like, I'm gonna go see if I can see it. 
yeah. one of my friends who when I bought this X5 right now, um, he had one. He had like the M3 one though. He was like super baller about it or whatever. Um, and he actually traded that in for an element. Wow. He like went and really? an element. I'm like, hell yeah. But he has a bunch, he's like a total he's a total like he has a bunch of cool dumb cars. Yeah. Um, but like this one, he's like, he's like, no, I don't want the X5 anymore. I want I want the element. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's like, like, old I, I really is definitely wanna, next on the list. There's a guy at a Mini I, Cooper I, shop who makes a, uh, a swap kit for the uh, 3.5 Odyssey motor. So if he's ready to put a 3.5 in it, I've got the link. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will mention that, Tim, because he probably would be stoked on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like I would really love to get into off-roading because I – did it in Puerto Rico and it's fucking, it's a fucking blast. And there's, mm -hmm. there's some stuff around here in North Carolina that, that you can do, but it's like, I'm like, man, I already have four cars. Like, and I mean, one of mine could do it, but it's like a little, my wife's Jimny is, you know, that thing. It, it's a little too rare to like risk out there. Cause if something breaks, it's like, I got to order parts from Japan half yeah. the time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah. So, but yeah, it, it it is it is a bummer that like you can't just buy every car for every situation. Right. Like, well, yeah. I mean, and that's why that's why I always like whenever we're having these conversations in like car chat, it's like, look, if we got a farm, <laughs> if we got a farm in a pole barn, we could collectively have all these cars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it's no, that's just, why we need like car collectives mm -hmm. where everyone can just split them and be like, I want to go do some rally cross this weekend. Yeah. I'm taking, I'm taking the Sentra. We went uh, to pick up red yesterday know. and he had his Toyota truck sitting, sitting next <laughs> to his pool and it's lifted and it had no bed on it. And I'm like, what's, uh, what's going on with that? He's like, well, I haven't been able to work on that with work and school. It's like, well, that wouldn't be a problem if we had the, the car yeah. commune. Yeah. Someone would work on it at a boredom for you. Yeah, it would. It would already. <laughs> yeah, no, well, it, it, Hayden would already have sandblasted it. <laughs> As like yeah. I tell my neighbor, my neighbor has a like a '95 Tacoma, and she it's got like 400 thousand miles on it. And she, you know, she had it when she I think she was living in like New Mexico or something. And she drove it here, and it's been sitting around. And she tried to get it started the other day, and it wouldn't start. So I came over and helped her, and it just needed a new battery. Um, but it, you know, it obviously needed some stuff replaced and i'm like telling her she's like oh well how much is all this gonna cost and i'm like well are you gonna you know do it yourself or whatever and she's like oh i don't really know how to like i'd be down to like maybe learn and i'm like and i'm like oh well i'd probably do most of this stuff for my buddy for you and she's like well like would you want to like i don't want to like get in you know get get in your way or whatever like you don't have to rely on you to, to do it and you keep telling me like oh i'm busy or whatever i'm like like you don't really get it like i just i'm just glad to see a different car like yeah. i just want to figure out how they all work like i just you know yeah. it's interesting to me to like be like oh well i probably will never buy this car but it's like interesting to know how it got put together and fix it for somebody like i'm like especially my neighbors like that's i love i love being able to be like the guy that my neighbors are like hey like this is wrong with my car or whatever like but you're and, the you know, just know that you're the bane of every uh every parts <laughs> shop in every mechanic shop in town where they're just like, you roll in yeah. with it. And they're just like, now my neighbor, the 14 beers <laughs> deep said that it was this solenoid there. It was that solenoid. And they're like, that's not even connected to this system. Your neighbor's <laughs> an idiot. Like I, I, when I worked at the motorcycle shop parts department, it was like 
all the time, like our eyes would roll through the back of our heads because somebody would be like, now my neighbor was over and he said, you're like, your neighbor doesn't know shit. He's like, he said, you can cut that out with a saw and it'll run. And you're like, <laughs> your neighbor's smarter than an engineer in Japan now. Like, come on, man. Yeah. yeah. Come on, man. No, I'm cool very clear. I'm very stuff. clear. Anytime I offer advice that I'm probably that I'm like, but you got to remember, I don't really know a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really savvy with the YouTube though. Don't worry. Like I can find I can oh, find yeah. the right video. You just gotta be yeah. patient. Oh yeah. Also, yeah. if I'm fixing this, I'm probably gonna have to pick up a you know like a dresser at some point. Yep. So yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. if I'm this, you, um, you don't see those anymore. There. The uh the bumper sticker that says, No, you can't borrow my truck. Like that's not as popular anymore. People apparently are they love loaning the truck out now. Yeah, either people yeah, yeah, yeah either not, people just yeah. wanna be thought of or uh People don't ask for trucks anymore. I don't know what's going on. They've they've adopted a more collective mentality. They actually <laughs> they do they do want to. I, they, I've seen <laughs> ones all the time. Asked ask to borrow my truck. Oh, nice! That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, the truck yeah. the truck slut community is often overlooked and underappreciated. <laughs> Please drive I, my I truck. I am mad at myself because I did want like I w- I really wanted to get. I really want, that's what I wanted was like a late nineties Tacoma. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. First that's what I wanted. But then after all the research, this is what actually made sense. And like, I know it sounds like a fancy car and it is very fancy, but nobody wants them yeah. because they're terrified mm-hmm. of a yep. BMW. Um, mm-hmm. But like 2013 is the last year you're going to want to go. Cause after that mm-hmm. you can't fix shake yourself. Also, you can't even mm-hmm. heat your seats out of subscription. Um, yeah. But yeah. I was able to get that. Yeah. And I was able to get this for way cheaper than Toyotas because they don't have, they don't have the Toyota tax. Mm-hmm. But I really wanted a pickup truck just because of that joke, of you know everyone's a leftist. You know everyone wants to be a leftist until you need to borrow yeah. a truck. And it's like <laughs> I, hate, I hate how real that is sometimes. Yeah, I hate how real that is sometimes. Uh, <laughs> that's why, like, yeah. I was. I was like looking at Volvos for a minute because it's like you can get an almost 300 horsepower all wheel drive Volvo. That's like three or four years new, but no one cares. Like unless you're the like lawyer that the patent lawyer that bought it off the lot, nobody cares about them. Yeah. So they end up being like Mm -hmm. cheaper than Volkswagen GTIs. And it's just like, yeah, that's a pretty good deal (laughs) for for a Volvo. And that's being a pervert. I picked up something for my, I had to do some work at my mom's the other day and I had to pick up some plywood and I had to like tie the hatch down and I felt like such a loser. I was like, why did I go buy this fancy car? I should have bought a truck like a real man. (laughs) Well, that was, but that's like the, um, doesn't the guy from out, uh, have like a, like a turbo Cayenne. Oh, the guy, uh, Jake from out motorsports. Yeah. He has a Cayenne. Because, uh, because you know, he does spec E36 racing and he needs something to tow his race car. And, dude, yeah, like a yeah. Porsche Cayenne can, like, tow, like, 7,000 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. like, it's, like, better than an F250. Like, it's fucking insane. And so he has one. He's had, he's had some like weird issues with it. Like, cheap. What's that? And you can get it, not for cheap, for cheap for a Porsche. You can right. get it a 2012 yeah. oh, for, yeah. like, right. 10 grand. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, Por- Porsches are, are fairly reliable. So, yeah. And I mean, it's a diesel, so it's like not going to break yeah. ever. I mean, his did. So I guess they do. But well, it was the rear main seal. So it wasn't really it's not like the engine. But 
But yeah, it, it is it is funny like how sometimes like I think that that was kind of always the joke about like BMW guys who like got them at, like, you know, way later down the line is it's like, oh, like, yeah, they were once like really fancy cars. But like in luxury cars, nobody, you don't nobody wants a 10 year old luxury car like then it, it's not luxury exactly. anymore. It was like the same over yeah. the Cadillac. Like it was so wild, like getting transported like back to like what was like high end. 40 years ago that like, you know, it did, wouldn't have even met, met that description, like in my parents' Taurus growing up. Like, yeah. <laughs> everything that my, everything like my car, my, the car I just got has, um, mm-hmm. a friend just bought like a new, I think it's a Ford escape. It's like the equivalent of the Ford escape maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has literally everything that my car has. <laughs> yeah. This new one, like yeah. every, everything. And I'm like, that doesn't need this. Uh, okay, cool. Cool. Cause it's yeah. the, I think it's the Bronco sport now, right? Like it's the same, yeah, the Bronco sport, the same, the uh, yeah. yeah, the same platform. Yeah. Yeah. My dad gets mad yeah. when he sees them. I'm like, well, yeah, they're goofy. Tell they're you who's goofy. not mad about it is the Ford marketing people who are seeing the red line go up on Ford Bronco <laughs> sport. <laughs> yeah. That, that car came out and like when it first, I first saw it, I was kind of excited about it. I thought it looked kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then immediately I was over it. Like, like immediately, yeah. yeah. Like, I, immediately, I just you just because I think it's just how it's kind of similar to your disc golf problem, you know? Yeah. It's like also when you see the person with the limited disc golf disc, you're like you probably have weird means that allowed you to get that. I don't think I like that. You either have the time, <laughs> you either have the time to like sit and get it right when it was released, or you like bought it aftermarket for a markup. Which is what mm-hmm. everyone buying driving a Bronco had to do. Oh yeah, those and first like, editions I, were on Bring a Trailer for like a hundred k. Yeah, for a Bronco. Yeah. yeah. Insane. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know what these people. Well. Are doing. Well, yeah. Well, before we get too too in the weeds, and I go on like a modern car truck. We're brand. about. To, we're getting really um, close to solving the the problem of this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to talk to Tony about a hobby he had helped me with, uh, before in the past. Uh, you know, I had the classic pandemic hobby of the sourdough bread mm-hmm, same. and uh, oh, yeah. t- Tony is a uh, big, big bakery. Help me out. Help me out a lot. Uh, how's the bread baking going? You know, it's cool. The bread baking's probably best. It's been in a long time just because mm-hmm. I am only doing it for uh, myself now. <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah, I was right. Cause you were working a little I was working in a bakery for a while and then I was doing like a cottage bakery thing out of my mm-hmm. own kitchen for a while. Um, and, and it was awesome and I loved it. Uh, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's like a high demand thing. Uh, but now that I'm doing it, I guess for myself, it's great because, cause now when I fuck up, it's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I get to get a little more wild and it's been, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. I, it's like one of the few consistent things in my, in my life for the past, I've been baking for like, Baking sourdough specifically, you know, live bread, leavened mm-hmm. bread uh, for probably like for probably like six years now. Nice. And right. um, it's like one of the few holdovers from that point in my life. And it's it's just it's so good. I can't can't get enough of uh, of of it. And, you know, in my starter. And that's why we have such good guts. You know, that's why it's <laughs> yeah. why my biome is so on point. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it. To, I'm really happy. I need now. to get the kimchi going. Get a get a kimchi routine. 
Uh, I, I just saw that we, we were joking about it earlier, but I just saw that Supreme is actually putting out a Dutch oven. Oh and they're God. like this, like like, like Le Creuset. No, I didn't see who made it. That's why I'm curious about because hmm. I'm wondering it should be Le Creuset because that's the nicer one. Yeah, that'd be a good way to make it a grand. lodge because it's accessible. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I I, I saw that. I was like, oh no shit. Uh, I didn't realize like sourdough is like so hype still. Like I didn't realize it was yeah. like, in that place in the community. I guess you can make stews and cobblers and stuff too in a Dutch oven. You can do yeah, I, I say I don't, I don't know how they're market. I don't know. If, I don't know if they're marketing it as as a, you know a, a bread as a bread baker per se. Yeah. Um, I mean that's definitely that's definitely the route. You know, it would be funny if they did do one of those like uh, I forget like the name like one of those sourdough specific like domes like mm-hmm. bread bakers that are like, that are just for that. Mm-hmm. It's like <laughs> you're you're not gonna how are you gonna sell any of those? I mean, kids probably gonna buy they're branded, but like, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I can like never so justify like walking around, walking around in his like Astro Boy boots, and like just walking around with like a Dutch oven, like ladling out stews yeah. to people. Or what are the what are the new boots? I saw some new boots that look like um, they look like dog balloon boots. They're just like this what ta- I think I'm talking those, about. Yeah, those rubber, yeah. those rubber boots. Big, yeah, not the big red ones. Yeah. Not the Co- not the Kobe Moon boots from when we were in playing basketball back in the day. Oh, not the uh, the crate <laughs> the crazy eights. Yeah, we had one kid who had those, and he was this super quiet, tall kid who could ball mm-hmm. weirdly. He was the only one who had them. It was very funny because he was like super understated. And then he showed up to practice and had those. It was like, that's actually kind of a nice, they still, <laughs> that's a nice pull, man. They still release those like every few years yeah. for like nobody. Nobody, nobody wants, I've never, I like haven't seen him in the wild in so long, but they still release them. That, that company, I'm kind of, it's one of those things where I'm kind of annoyed that everyone's like talking about those boots because like, that's kind of the whole joke about this company. And they've, mm-hmm. have you seen anything they've done before? No, I just heard that they're basically like a straight up marketing company. Yeah, they, the last thing they did was a pair of shoes that was like a like a a, a moon boot in the sense of um uh like when you break your ankle and you put the soft cast on. You know it what I'm talking just, about? Yeah, like the, the big soft, plastic. Thing. It was it was two it was two soft casts, huh? And like that's huh. so they've they've always done like dumb stuff like that. And like yeah. I, I I just hate you know the people who work for this company are like, we did it, y'all. We fucking did it. Everyone's <laughs> talking about it. I this is our our joke is working, y'all. Like I can't believe it. Yeah, I, I mean it, it's, it's like the it's like the most postmodern thing possible. Like like doing something not because you actually like find value in it, but because you believe someone else will find value <laughs> in it. Like or like yeah. the idea itself will create value. But like it yeah. But the thing that weirds me out is that you go from being like, you know, you're you're a traveling salesman and you're going to town selling snake oil. Like we go from that level of carny a hundred years ago to now people who are like, I'm making nachos in my toilet bowl for a TikTok video. <laughs> and it's like, what get your ass out on the road. Go and go and bust your hump. And and sell some shit, you know what I mean? What happened to Glengarry Glen Ross? Now people are trying to pull swindles on like a TikTok video for like to what end? How much are they making <laughs> on these TikTok videos? Making, you know, a woman just like pouring sour cream into 
like popsicles to gross you out. Yeah. Like what's going you're on? You're not even telling me cool whip. And you're, not even, you're not even telling me cool, but you're just grossing me out. And it's not even behind like an <laughs> OnlyFans wall. So like if it's a kink thing, like how are they getting money out? Like I don't know. I can't figure it out. I just you know, know that funny. it's not what it is on its face. Like people are like, why would you do this? It's like, this is clearly subversive. I don't know why. <laughs> What's funny is most, most of those videos that you've seen, that's all one woman. That's all mm-hmm. one yeah. woman doing mm-hmm. that. It's her little team. Right. And when she does sell stuff, it's like fat burners. Yeah. Which is so fucked up. So is the kickback like, on those that good? Anyone really believe? Yeah, yeah okay. I guess so. It must be. Because I don't know if people really believe that she's eating that stuff and maintaining that figure. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of the lie that's being mm-hmm. told, right? It's yeah. even worse than like the fitness model grift where like people are all on all types of gear and all jacked, yeah. but they're like natty mm-hmm. life. It's even worse because she's not even saying she works out. She's like, I just eat the toilet Sunday and then yep. I take the pill. Yep. <laughs> yep. And there's, but the, the script is great because the people on that are like filming are always just like, oh, and that's going to yeah. mix together. Oh, wow. It's mixing together. And I'm like, man, they, they're really, they really know the script on this. Like, here are the three things you can say. <laughs> uh. So, Tony, I know that you kind of were doing some social media stuff with the bread baking. Like, how did you feel like that kind of like, uh, like affected your interaction with like the hobby itself. You know, it was, it was fun. Uh, what was cool is it opened a window for like, you said, people like yourself to, to ask mm-hmm. questions because something like sourdough, for some reason, even though it's really the most simple thing ever, it's, mm-hmm. it's very intimidating to get into mm-hmm. it for the first time. And so that was, what was cool about it. Um, and like, I would, you know, I would post all kinds of videos of myself doing it or like do a, like a funny score in the, um, like, I think to this day, like my most viral post ever is when I did the, the, the Stussy S's, the, the the three line S I did those on some breads. And I think that's (laughs) the most viral post like ever. Um, and like that's, but it it was cool because it, (laughs) it like, it's, it's me doing it who I, I guess is not who people typically think are like in the kitchen in general. You know, I'm like a, mm-hmm. I'm like a, a large tattooed black dude with like, I don't know. I just, I'm not, I'm not who you think of when you think of sourdough necessarily. Uh, yeah. So it kind of made it like accessible and also like not too weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, it, I loved it. I, that was probably my favorite part about it is like the social media part of it. Um, mm-hmm. And it, if, if, that's actually like I'm not doing the retail stuff so much anymore, but that is the, the direction we're going now is I'm going to be doing more mm-hmm. like instructional stuff, recipe stuff, oh, recipe cool. development stuff um, and doing mm-hmm. videos with that. Cause I think that's, that's what really like, I think that impacted more people. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. even though I, you know, my bread would like, I would feed so many people, mm-hmm. the more, the more people I taught is really like, yeah. Yeah. The impact. That was, was really cool. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. seeing that and people still like sending me sending me love like years later, like mm-hmm. like a picture of love, not like an actual. Love. Yeah, <laughs> I mean and that's that's so, very much that's something so I think. Well, I did I did send you an actual loaf, mm-hmm. time, and mm-hmm. you sent me one, which was which was yeah. the wildest yeah. shit. I mean, it, it really. <clears throat> I know it was like kind of a joke that everybody got into it in the pandemic, but it was like I mean, a it was like the perfect thing because like a lot of people want it. Like it's always something that you're like, oh, I want to try that, but I know it like takes some time yeah. and, and attention. And you're like, well, I have that now. Yeah. But it was like you're saying, 
it is really cool when people want to use like social media, like genuinely like that, because mm-hmm. that is a really rewarding part. Like, you know, we were joking about the Facebook groups and stuff. Like it is always nice when you do find a bit of community where people are like interested in the thing in the same way that you are and like want to uh, learn, learn from you and help you learn and share your victories and stuff like that. So yeah, that's a, that's really cool that that kind of led that led out like that. And I think it's something that, yeah, I I look forward to it happening more, you know, like, yeah, we're talking a lot about like all these things are just things to be (laughs) demystified, right? Like repairing your Mm -hmm. car isn't like, the, the people that pay, repair your car aren't the brightest people in the world. They've repaired cars for 30 years. The people that bake your bread mm-hmm. are, you know, like the first day they showed up in the kitchen, they, they got yelled at for, you know, mixing ingredients in the wrong order and not leaving things alone and overworking stuff. And it never rose. Like everything is something that you can learn. And, you know, and it goes to like the, I was watching my, my buddy drunken high play his high school nephew in chess you know, and like the kid like kept thinking he was seeing these patterns on the chessboard, but he didn't, he doesn't play enough chess that he knows what all these things are, but he kept thinking he was seeing them. But like at the end of the day, and that was like the outsiders thing, like the Malcolm Gladwell thing before he started talking about weirder things, um, was like, (laughs) was like, once you do these things, you start realizing stuff. Like, you, you know, when you start mixing your, your dough and it's just a loose dough that it's like, okay, this needs a little more flour. This is a little too wet. Or maybe that, maybe this yeast isn't good or maybe the starter didn't get activated and isn't, isn't ready to go. Like you start knowing what all those things are, but it takes time and people have to tell you even to look for those things because there's a point where you just don't know enough. And very much that's just like what the whole thing we're trying to do even gets to is just like, how do you know enough to really get to a point where it's like Montessori? Like, it's not like, Hey, what, ha- what went wrong with my bread? It's like, well, what do you think went wrong with your bread? Like what, 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 what's wrong with it? Is it like, did it not rise or did it like, did it get too crusty or is it not crusty at all? Like, what do you think happened? Like, well, what do you think would help? And then like, you know, getting to the point where you can at least think about it yourself before you're getting yelled at on the forum for not using the search function, (laughs) which all the Facebook admins love. (laughs) What's really cool too about stuff, like specifically with the things we've been talking about, I mean, like working on cars and like making food, those are two things mm-hmm. that, you know, you, the joke is like, what, what's your job on the commune going to be? Mm-hmm. You know, and like, that, that's actually like a real question. And the cool mm-hmm. thing is, is if somebody in your, if somebody in like your circle, if somebody in your circle can bake the bread and like knows how to do that, that's something you can do to become a little bit more self-sufficient. If someone mm-hmm. in your circle knows, knows cars well enough to where either they can help you or make sure you don't get taken advantage of, that makes mm-hmm. us more self-sufficient. That remove that takes us one step further away from, you know, the system that we're beholden to otherwise, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, like, unfortunately we can't, we can't, I can't give you an MRI, you know, but I can, <laughs> I can like help you. I can send you some starter or, or you know, yeah. or you can like come over and listen to that weird noise my car is making. Mm-hmm. And like that stuff is really cool. Like that's kind of like, yeah, that's, that's the thing I really love to see happen yeah. um, in, in real yeah. time and, it's it's effective and it's awesome. I mean, even in a yeah. city of a decent size like Chicago, there are a lot of services that it's just like, you know what? There are like is maybe one or two places I can get film developed here. You know, mm-hmm. or or things mm-hmm. like that and you're just like, okay, well how do I 
how do I stop paying somebody to do that for me? Or like, what's the, or what's the right amount where I start doing that? Or if everybody else leaves, like, what does it cost to rent a space where we could just <laughs> make, make some sort well, of weird film collective, you know, like what's the I, next I think level? it's even more, I think it's even more than just like you want to save your money or whatever. I mean, like, obviously that's part of like working on your own car is like, you want to save money, but like, really, if I wanted to save money, I just wouldn't buy these idiotic cars that I buy. Well, yeah. And you know, but it's, it is like, it, 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 I think that that's a big difference between getting into a hobby where you're trying to do stuff. Like you, you want to like really learn about all these variables that you can put in or, you know, how all these things work. And kind of with like you're saying, like a goal of self-sufficiency or self-reliance where it it's different than like when we were talking about like people who just like really get into kind of consumerism Mm -hmm. itself. Yeah. Like where their hobby just becomes like collecting things. And, you know, I I don't necessarily want to get an argument about like if collecting stuff is a hobby, but like. I definitely am not very attracted personally to things like where ba- basically you're just keeping like a mental ledger of like what these things are worth. Yeah. And like if you got them for a good price, because like that kind of thing has been like totally just destroyed by the Internet. So yeah. like, I mean, there's yeah. there's know, a difference like, between yeah. reading, reading the window sheet from the lot and telling somebody what packages are on it, which is something that yeah. like a VP of marketing might do when they buy their their new BMW. And then there's somebody who, you know, is like, well, here are the things that, that I did to it personally. And, and, you know, it's like an actual narrative and it's yeah. the difference between reading the nutrition facts off the back of the box and saying, you know, I put this, uh, I put 50 grams of starter into the water and let that mm-hmm. sit for five minutes and then did this. And then I needed it and I got it to this. Like it's there's, and that's the thing is the person involved, right? Like there's, you can get the outcome of most hobbies by spending and spending and spending, but Mm -hmm. then you don't get the, there's one thing you can't buy. And that's the experience of owning inputs and owning controls and owning your ability Mm -hmm. to, to change those variables yourself and, and have those inputs and also to, to have that. Cause at the end of the day, it's like those things that you can do, like, even if it's a small thing, like you plug your tire, like that's something that in the back of your mind you're like, nice, I got that done today. I can drive my car. Nobody else had to get involved. I, I put a pa- plug in my tire. Easy. One of the easiest yeah. things you can do. It mostly just involves sweating, uh, and getting soapy water all over yourself. And, but at the end of the day, then you're like, from that you have fixed one thing in your life, and it's very you know zen in the art of motorcycle maintenance. Like fix the leaky faucet. Mm-hmm. Like I fixed one leaky mm-hmm. faucet in my life, and then. You know, the next day there's something else that you've just been putting off and you're like, well, I can do that now because I've done Mm -hmm. one thing. Exactly. I plugged my tire. And so now I can also do my laundry and do the dishes and uh, call Mm -hmm. my call my friend, (laughs) mail my tax return. Like I can do things that suck to do. I'm capable of that. Yeah. That's a big side effect of hobbies is is being more confident to do other things. Just, yeah. Yeah. Removing learned helplessness, removing the, you know, it's the outcome of saving money isn't the necessarily the outcome, but it's like the act of taking money out is like you're paying a premium to not be able to do the thing at the end of the day, really like you're, you know? Yeah. 
yeah, I think definitely. that's a huge difference between like because uh, I mean, hobby hobbyist is like sometimes it gets like a bad rap, you know. But I think that's a mm-hmm. lot of people think that they have to like either commodify their hobby, um, yes. or they like yes. it's or convoluting trends with hobbies. So you talk mm-hmm. about collecting, right? So that a good example of that is um, you know, me grow I grew up in like, you know, like the graffiti and art and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And I was an early hype beast. I was I was wearing I was wearing dunks in two thousand four. You know, like <laughs> I, I, I would so like vinyl like vinyl vinyl toys were a thing and still are a thing. Right. Um, but I'll tell you this much vinyl toy collectors got one Funko pop and it was a gift. They don't like Funko Pops mm-hmm. because they're real about it. They understand the artistry that goes into it. They understand mm-hmm. that this is just like something that's been pumped out. So there's like Funko Pop collectors who like don't, they couldn't tell you anything about why this is good or why this is cool or what, what makes it special. They just know mm-hmm. it's a character from this, you know, this trademarked thing they've seen where like a vinyl mm-hmm. collector can tell you, oh no, this, this was made, this was hand casted in Japan by so-and-so. This is a one-off mm-hmm. color variant, blah, 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 blah. And like, that's, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, like that's great. Um, and it's just, just like all these other trendy things that become trends that what's going to happen is like people, sourdough got popular, right? right? So a lot of people, a lot of people started doing sourdough. They did sourdough for maybe three months. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. of those people are still doing it. Some of those people are now like having cottage, you know, doing cottage bakeries, some of those people went on to become real bakers, you know, like, mm-hmm. so it, 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 it does shake itself out. Um, but you can't convolute the two because I think there is like hobbies. Good. Hobby is good. Trends. Not mm-hmm. so much like mm-hmm. all these motherfuckers buying the limited disc golfs. They're not going to be, they're not going to be like buying, you know, they're not going to be what's, what's the word I want to use for, for, is there like a slang term for disc golf? Froth. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was looking for. That's yeah, what I was looking yeah. for. Yeah, yeah. And then more of a slur. Be doing that, you know? <laughs> yeah, because I think disc golf is having a moment right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no, I, I guarantee is... you, it's gonna it's gonna get hype beasted real fast. Oh, it's and done. Then it's gonna it's already on. That's already over. I have um... it's, it's the same thing with film cameras. Because you're talking about developing yeah. film. Yeah, the same thing's yeah. happening with film cameras, yeah. where it's like. Yeah, contacts, contacts G2, contacts G2 used then to be like $300 with a lens. If you could find a contacts G2 for less than $600 now, it would be a deal. Oh, that that doesn't even blow up. What blows my mind now is like the fucking Olympus point-and-shoot scoring for $500 in <laughs> eBay. Like, yeah. These are the same yeah. cameras that we used to buy for, you know, $40 bucks right. or $25 yeah. bucks at the store. Um, like, or less. It, and so it's, what's cool is... With every every you know five hundred cool kid who's buying that, one of them is going to actually catch the bug and really do right. it and like right. really yeah. get in. Yeah, they're going to be still yeah. shooting. Last Friday, on. I um, I was like trying to figure out whether or not I wanted to put Cinestill eight hundred, which is like fourteen bucks, a fucking thirty five millimeter canister, or this yeah. Fuji Superior, uh, Superior sixteen hundred that I got that's discontinued. And so it's like, do I want to shoot this thing? that I got in Europe for 12 bucks uh, a couple years ago, or do I want to shoot this stuff that people are trying to sell for 30 bucks a roll? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to a fucking wrestling show in a dark room. I'm just going to put the 1600 in and make sure I get the shots. And I'm just going to be happy to do it because I'm taking pictures again and it's going to kickstart me. And I don't fucking care. But at the end of yeah. the day, I'm like, why, why does this cost this much? 
But what's going? Because like, losers are buying. Exactly. Exactly. Like I can because motherfuckers are money are going, and they're the ones who are buying. They're buying. Oh, you know it's actually cheaper if you buy like you know a hundred rolls at once, which I know was seven hundred dollars, but I got that right now. <laughs> you know, like that. That's that's where we're at. It's like it's the like people hoarding toilet paper in the fucking pandemic. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. you know, they know how to use toilet paper. <laughs> they don't. They don't. They don't know that the two hundred dollars of expired film they they're shooting. They need to shoot at ten ISO, and they actually don't have a camera that can do that or how to meter it. No, I mean, there's people. There's people in the car community even that will that like that recognize like cars that are getting hot, and then they start hoarding the parts, and mm-hmm. they don't really give a fuck about them. No. And then there's like real dudes who have just Nip. been like obsessed with like a CRX or Golf or Jetta or whatever. For fucking their Nick, entire lives. Nick has new in just, the box Jetta parts. He doesn't even know yeah. what he has in his. They he's just, like, they Nick. just acquired <laughs> the the shit and it's sitting around. Like I see it happening. Like I have Miata parts like in my fucking backyard yeah. now that like are just sitting there. And I have someone's a, like, hey, I, I need something. I'm like, here you go, man. Like I still have a, like, uh, I, I still have a hinge for nice. the for the gas door on a Honda Element. <laughs> Somehow I bought two of those. So if you need yeah. a Honda Element gas fuel door uh, yeah. hinge, I've got it. I don't know what it. It is. I don't know what it supersedes uh, to. I think that that's a good good spot to wrap up. Is is kind of this this idea that like that trends are the bane of hobbyists, but also you know it, it's necessary. Like at the same time, it's the yang the yang of of the hobbies. Is is you you need new people to get into them, but. When when everybody's trying to get into it and there's a gold rush on it, it it is it it is the worst. Yeah, which is exactly why I'm going to overland this X5 because I think that's finally dying off. <laughs> uh, all right, well enjoy your Hell roof yeah. tent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> enjoy yeah. your roof well, tent that that weighs more than the roof can handle at a static load. Yeah. <laughs> Plus more than the other BMW I have. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You could buy a you could buy a pop up camper to tow for less. Yeah. Oh, man. Well. Uh, yeah. I think that that's that's a beautiful way to to go out. It's you know all these. At the end of the day, all these people come and go, and there are weird ways to look at it. Either so comparison wise, like you know in the tie dye community, it's always like, oh man, this person whose work I don't really respect just got six thousand followers. I don't know why. It's like the why is because they're actively trying to be a tie-dye influencer i just want to like make Mm -hmm. them and give them to my friends and sell them a little bit and the goal is to not be the person who gets the most followers or is doing it to get that level of thing the goal is to just be doing something that makes you happy and at the end of the day that's like the gut check on a hobby you know when the car blows up when you can't do the thing is it a thing that brings you joy and is it a thing that you want to do and you have to honestly be able to answer that for yourself. Like, do I, yeah. do I like doing this? And if I don't like doing it, is it this hobby? Is it something about it? Is it because I'm selling it or doing like what's happening that's making this bad? And it could even be that being in, going in the Facebook group is what makes it bad. Going in the Facebook group and seeing somebody say like, hey, this light's on in my car. What do I do? And then 20 guys who know everything and know too much, but you know they were the worst guy in their community college class, think they know everything. But you can say that on the Facebook group and nobody knows. And it's just like, you know what? This is really shitty and toxic. I have to stop looking at this. <laughs> I have to just like help people yeah. fix their cars and do my own shit and worry about myself. 
And that's all you can do is your own shit. Absolutely. Find your own path. But ask your friends. Well, well, uh, Tony, do you have anything you want to leave us with? Knowledge, plugs, all the above? Um, yeah, I mean, as far as, like, knowledge, like I think you said, like, like we said it right. Um, do it for yourself. Do it to, like, spread love within, like, your your, your community and your friends. Uh, don't do for any other reason because, like, it will it will spoil itself. It will ruin itself. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, if, if you have something good to, good to give, you know, share it. Uh, yeah, if you want to follow me on like Twitter, uh, it's Word is Bond on Twitter. Follow the show, me and Death Cult. It's a good time. Um, we do have a pretty sick Patreon going on right now. We do a live stream every Saturday. It's real fun to come hang out in. It's a good yeah. chat, positive time. Uh, yeah, just to check us out, me and Death Cult everywhere. Kind of easy to find. Um, yeah. yeah, thanks for having me on. I had a really yeah. good time chatting about this stuff. It no, felt, it's felt always good. good to see you, man. Uh, yeah. yeah, always, always. Yeah, it's it's always a good hang. I'm sorry I didn't do poppers this time, like the South Paws episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hey, me me neither, me neither. In yeah. your defense, yeah. it, it is like, yeah. oh, I guess it's early for me. It's not as early for you. Never mind. Your excuses no, are, yeah. are no longer. No, it's, it's fine. Longer I, I appreciate you not making poppers mouth noises that I have to try to edit out. <laughs> All right, cool. So well, it's okay. Uh, hey, cheers, cheers. You know, cheers. Oh, there yeah, you go. one down the hatch. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cheers, everybody. All right. Thanks a bunch, Tony. We'll see all you guys later. Have fun out there. Bye.